It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. gentlemen welcome to the rock and roll union podcast my name is ct mcmanus and for the next little while it is my my job to take your mind off the craziness of the world out there get it refocused in on some good old-fashioned rock and roll we got a great show for you this evening we're doing everything halloween this is a special edition special night of the rock and roll union podcast this way you guys get the chance me as well, my family, get to go out and enjoy the holiday any which way that you choose. Please, I'm just asking all you guys be safe, practice your social distancing, and uh, let, let's make it a good one for the kids no matter what your plans are, guys. Um, wanted, we have uh, this evening Kevin Mercer, a Zillion Dollar Babies, will be calling in as well as Joseph. Uh, bear with me for one sec, guys. Sorry. Joseph Donnelly, 
from Sabra Cadaver will be calling in as well. So we got Alice Cooper and Ozzy Osbourne on the show this evening in retrospect. And uh, we're going to be talking everything Halloween. We're going to be talking our favorite Halloween soundtracks. We're going to be talking about horror movies, monster villains, anything that you could imagine. Our phone lines are open. It's 914-338-1885. 914-338-1885. And, uh, guys, I'm asking you that I uh, wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. Normally, if this is your first time listening to the show, normally uh, we are um, running live on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8. We changed over to tonight just to make time for the holiday, tomorrow the Halloween holiday for you guys, the kitties, my family as well. And uh, also wanted to give you guys a big uh, thank you for listening in and a big shout out to VOC Nation Remember, any of the shows that you hear, if you want to go back and listen to them, we are available on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on all your favorite streaming devices, guys. Make sure you just look up VOC Nation, scroll through, and you'll find Rock and Roll Union. You can also Google Rock and Roll, or search Rock and Roll Union on Spotify, and we'll come up that way as well. So, guys, we have a great show for you this evening. And uh, one more thing that I wanted to touch base with you guys on, starting tomorrow, we're going to be starting our, or not tomorrow, Sunday. Starting Sunday, we are starting our toy drive, our Rock and Roll Union 2020 toy drive. We have a few bands that are involved in on this. If you're listening in and you'd like to be part of it, message me, let me know when we're not on the show. Um we have the band's Blackleg Miner out of Baltimore. They'll be collecting toys for us. Shades of Grey will be collecting toys for us. Um, as We Become Ghosts and October Black, all those bands will be collecting toys for us. You can see any of those bands. Go to their websites. Go to their pages. And, guys, we're going to be collecting straight up to December 5th, and we're going to have a big kickoff bash on December 5th. We're going to come around to all those places and collect the toys and all the proceeds go to the Salem County Division of Family Services. These are a lot of the guys that are hit, a lot of the kids that are hit the hardest in the South Jersey area, in New Jersey in general. These are kids that are victims of drug abused households, of uh, violent abuse, uh, kids that are homeless. So a lot of good stuff that's going to be going on for them as well. So we're, we're going to take a quick, we're going to go ahead and get our show kicking, man. I am so excited for this evening. Really excited to talk to these guys, man. And uh, really, really waiting. So we're going to kick this off. When we get back, we're going to listen to a song, and then we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to be doing our welcoming our guests, but in honor of my brother, Joseph Donnelly, thank you so much for being here this evening. Here is Mr. Crowley.
Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out 
in the room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. Thank you so much once again for joining us on this special Mischief Night edition of the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. Remember, if you miss any of our shows or you want to go back and listen to any of the past podcasts, make sure you do so on Apple Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite digital formats. Guys, we are there, and really thank you for listening. It is my pleasure this evening to welcome... Right now we have my brother Joseph Donnelly on the line, and I want to say a big thank you, uh, Joe, for being with us tonight. And uh, man, uh, we're we're waiting for Kevin to get with us. He'll be here momentarily. But uh, Joe, you're you're the singer of Sabra Cadabra. How long you been doing it? Yes, sir. You you copying me? I got you, brother. All righty. Uh, we've been with Sabacadabra for, mm, since 92. Wow. You guys have been doing it quite some time, man. 
Yeah, old fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I think when we first started, um, we were one of three tributes only. I think there was another uh, Zeppelin tribute uh, called Physical Graffiti, and I think there was a Crystal Ship Doors tribute, but... Um, Back when we started, there wasn't really any kind of tributes whatsoever. Unless you went to right. Atlantic City and seen an Elvis or a uh, Madonna tribute or, or whatnot. But that was right. more or less uh, something different. Now, did you guys always lean towards Black Sabbath or the Ozzy uh, solo stuff, or you kind of incorporate everything? No, it was just the Black Sabbath. Uh, we... Uh, Went out and said, "Hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to be a tribute, not a cover band." Right. Uh, so we had to we had to look the part. We had to go get the same garb as we did the uh, uh, the bell bottoms, the platform boots. Uh, we got the exact same equipment that they played back in the seventies. Wow. Uh, in fact, uh, the guitar player had to buy stuff from England and have it regutted because they have a different uh, uh, voltage over there. Uh, different hertz uh, everywhere else in the uh, besides our country we run on 60 hertz everybody else runs on 50 hertz so you had to have his uh, marshals and his orange uh, amplifiers uh, regutted for uh, for for this country wow now i mean there's always been this conversation this talk that um you know, there, there's been talk of Led Zeppelin. There's been talk of Black Sabbath. There's, I mean, the the argument's always been raging since the very beginning that Black Sabbath was one of your first uh, heavy metal acts. Do you find that to be true? Uh, the first. Any other argument is null and void. <laughs> Man, so how old were you when you got into Sabbath, and uh, what made you want to cover them? Um, actually, uh, uh, well, first off, I, I started playing guitar and, and thrash metal when I was in high school. Um, I got into bands like Slayer, uh, Metallica, Megadeth, Exodus, stuff like that. And, uh, when that didn't really get me anywhere, we were about to be signed, but then members of the band got signed with other bands <laughs> and I was just like oh, hey listen and then I saw a ad by uh, our current Cybergadaver guitar player Danny Toto uh, in the old EC Rocker with an old uh, East Coast uh, magazine strictly derivative uh, for musicians and there was an ad that says I look like a Tony Omi play, uh, play like Tony Omi looking for an Aussie singer and I was like well I've always wanted to do like voiceovers for cartoons and stuff I was like I, I could do Ozzy pretty well and I answered the ad and I had to travel up to North Jersey uh, to do a uh, to do a rehearsal and then uh, the rest is history now um, as far as I mean the, the one thing that I want to ask you is what was it? Two years ago that they the Sabbath went on their farewell tour. I was I was there in uh, when they hit South Jersey, but um, as far as your set list is concerned, do you kind of model it after what they were doing, or do you kind of do a greatest hits, or how do you go about uh, doing a set yeah, list? Sabbath never does um, 
Cyber Nebula does everything. Every song off the first eight albums, uh, the Ozzy years that they did, even the instrumentals, even did like get some heckler in the crowd play uh, uh, play Laguna Sunrise, and we're like, and they're like, holy shit! But uh, no, Sabergadaver uh, has learned every single that's amazing uh, man. song off the first day of eight albums, just just for that cause, you know, to get your hecklers here and there. But then at the end of the show, everybody's satisfied. That's awesome, bro. And uh, guys, I want to also welcome, he's now joining us, is Kevin Mercer from the Alice Cooper Zillion Dollar Babies Tribute. Kevin, thanks for joining us, bro. What's up, guys? Yo, what's up, brother of another mother? (laughs) What's happening, Joe? Long time no see, bud. That's right. We're going to hang out and drink. (laughs) Oh, man, that sounds awesome. (laughs) What did I miss? What's going on? Yeah, we were talking a little bit about um, Joe was telling me that Sabbath was the very first metal band. No, no argument anywhere. But the one thing that I was always torn because I was always more on the Alice Cooper side was Alice and Sabbath came out pretty much the same time. I think Alice came first. Am I right? I don't know. Uh, it was more 68 circa. Alice was actually first. I wouldn't consider Alice metal. I would consider Alice like a theatrical rock band. Gotcha. Correct. Me too. Me too. Uh, Me too. <laughs> I gotta give. I gotta give all props to Sabbath for being the the first basically metal band. I mean, there's other bands that they claim. Or metal, like, you know, Blue Cheer and, like, bands like that. But I don't think so. It's got to be Sabbath. Man, I also wanted to ask, and it's something that's gone, like, I've had these arguments ever since I was a teenager. Um, as far as the, the, the Prince of Darkness or whatever is concerned, uh, Ozzy was always considered the Prince of Darkness. Alice Cooper always leaned on that side as well. So... Where does that moniker land, and what do you guys feel about all that? Uh, you want Kevin to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, whoever. I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think that. Go ahead, go Kevin. ahead Joe. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, okay. I don't. Honestly, I don't think that I've ever heard anybody ever refer to Alice as the Prince of Darkness. It's always been Ozzy to me. Um, Alice is his own thing, I guess. Alice is just Alice. And, I mean, the one thing that I've always learned the difference between the two, and I'm a big fan of both, is I I think Alice was always a little bit more tongue-in-cheek, more vaudeville-type style, um, more on the showmanship end of things, whereas I feel some of the the dark topics landed on Ozzy and Sabbath. Correct. I I feel the same way. Absolutely. So, I mean, we got into Joe's idea to handle, to the idea behind Sabracadabra and his desire to do uh, Black Sabbath. Kevin, can you get into, into your feelings and how you felt about getting the Alice Cooper tribute going? Well, I looked around 
at uh, what was out there, and I didn't see anybody doing it. And I knew it was something I could do. Um, it was one of those things where I always wanted to be in Alice Band, but I didn't know anybody who could actually do Alice, because I would have just been happy playing bass, because the bass in Alice Cooper is totally awesome. But then I realized, hey, you know what? I can do it. So why don't I just do it? So that's what I did. That's awesome. Now, I mean, yeah. uh, Joe, as far as Sabbath, there's been so many uh, different versions with Alice as well. Um, now, Joe, as far as the lineups or as far as the different incarnations of Black Sabbath are concerned, did you ever get with anybody that kind of did uh, maybe the Ronnie James Dio style of stuff? Or did you ever have a night like that where maybe there was a little bit more than just the Ozzy stuff covered? Uh, when we first started, we were thinking about doing the Ozzy and the Dio stuff. But then when it came to being a true tribute, we had to take the base idea of it. And when whenever you think Black Sabbath, you think Ozzy Osbourne. Now, I mean, I love the Dio stuff just as much. I do too. But when you truly look at Black Sabbath as a whole and as an innovator and stuff like that, uh, you, you automatically think uh, Ozzy Osbourne. And that's the, way, that's the way we took it. We went out and got, like I said before, uh, the the original uh, uh, equipment, the um, the getup, the clothing, you know. So the first great we, album, we, Sabbath, that you said that you guys pretty much know everything. Uh, what year does the eighth album lead us up to? I'm sorry, say that again. As far you, you told me uh, earlier that. You guys know pretty much everything off the first eight albums. Now, uh, what year would you say that goes up to? Uh, 78. Okay, so you guys pretty much cover early Sabbath up to 78, and you, you're yeah, like... The first album up to uh, Never Say Die. Awesome. Now, uh, Kevin, as far as Alice Cooper is concerned, we've seen so many different lineups. He's had a good base for a while now. Um have, is there any certain incarnation that you like to stick to, or do you just like to cover everything? Uh, yeah, we just like to cover everything. Um, we've noticed that, um, and I know Joe's probably going to kill me for this, but uh, we've noticed that, that like, you know, we throw in, like, the oddball stuff that people aren't really familiar with, except for the diehards. It doesn't go over as well. But, right. So, you know, we just kind of select the hits from like you know the entire gamut of his whole career so um, yeah we do throw in like one or two oddball ones that like the diehards would do but for the most part we just like to keep the show moving and, and keep people engaged and entertained you know I'd rather not play a song that, that people want to go to the bathroom to you know what I mean <laughs> so yeah we do we, we cover well, all why the would I throw you over that Kev why would <laughs> I love you, man. Play all that fucking the B-side shit. I used to yell at you back in the day about that. I'm like, dude, you're playing all this, all the, all, because you guys were probably sick of playing, like, fairies wear boots and fucking uh, (laughs) Iron Man, Warping. Iron Man, you're probably sick of it. So, like, I would go to a show and and hear all these obscure ones. I'm like, damn. (laughs) I just remember saying it. I'm like, dude, play some of the hits, man. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 well, 
happened when we played out. Uh, when we played out, you know, we were like, okay, maybe throw one or two. These guys come to see this tribute. So if they really want to hear the hits, tune in to MMR, your local uh, rock station. That's all <laughs> yeah, they play. True. That that's that's the safe play, you know. Play them two, three, four songs over and over again, you know, uh, and blah blah blah. But if you actually go out to see a show, they're the fans that are paying, and they're the true fans. They want to hear more obscure shit. So that that's was always the take with Sabracadabra, you know. Now well, you guys always go ahead, Kev. Sorry. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Sabercaber always had that real base of fans, like diehard Sabbath fans, too. So, um, you know, it's different for Alice because, believe it or not, I mean, Alice doesn't really have uh, like a diehard base of fans. Everybody knows who he is and knows the hits, but you know, there's not a whole lot of diehards out there like me. It's not like right. Sabbath. Sabbath has right. diehard fans. And I mean, the one thing, one thing, Kevin, and this is going after what you just said, because I'm I'm a real hardcore Alice fan. Was what what is one song, Joe and Kevin, both from Sabbath and Alice Cooper? Is there one song that you guys get tired of playing just because it's so overplayed, or you're you're you know it's something you have to play every single show, and you're like, well. You kind of go through the motions, and it's just not like your favorite thing to do. Uh, either Iron Man or Paranoid. <laughs> I was going to say Paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> you can only play that so many times. Um, yeah. yeah. With Alice, I'm sick of honestly, that fucking song. <laughs> Alice, honestly, none. I mean, I, I love just about every song we play. Um, there are songs like more of the obscure ones that are more apt to be cut sooner than the rest. But, yeah, I, I, I have to put in all the hits. I mean, you, you can't not do Fools Out or you can't not do Billion Dollar Babies or you can't not do, you know, Under My Wheels, all those people. Yeah. Now, I would expect, Kevin, honestly, I would expect from, I mean, like I said, I'm a diehard Alice. Schools Out would kind of be that one that I would expect you to say. Uh, Under My Wheels is kind of, I feel like that's more a diehard fan kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, now, as far as as far as far both fans are concerned, now, Kevin and Joe, I've, I, unfortunately, I've never had the chance to see Saber Cadaver live. And because of the whole COVID thing right now, it's making things difficult. Uh, boo, hiss. <laughs> now I've seen Kevin I've seen Kevin many times He's actually played union events And stuff along that line So I, I'm very familiar with Kevin's stuff But how much uh, As far as merchandise As far as uh, props And items are concerned That go into your show How much Is there a lot of money behind what you guys do As far as investment uh, For me There used to be I mean, up until about maybe 10 years ago, we tamed it down. We don't necessarily always dress uh, the 70s garb. Um, because uh, for us, um, there's become uh, an influx, a superflux of just Sabbath tributes everywhere. 
I mean, there's nowadays there's tributes to tribute bands. It's just become <laughs> it's, it's just become an influx of stupidity and just blah blah blah. So like we used to command a, a pretty penny whenever we played out at a club uh, back in the day, and now within the past ten fifteen years, uh, you get that you, you know. But thousands of savage tributes out there. Yeah, in I fact, hear, uh, uh, our guitar players playing with five other uh, Black Sabbath tribute bands that are out there. You know, try through this COVID thing, and they're playing for like the nickels for pennies yeah, at a sucks. you know a VF a VFW or a uh, you know a, a small concert hall, and it's just like well. First of all, yeah, if you're that desperate, um, okay then. If that's your only source of income, but right. Jesus Christ, you're you're killing, you're killing the enigma. You're killing the mystique that once was us, you know, twenty, twenty, thirty years ago. Kevin, are you Clubs are going to say, well, why should I hire Cadaver when I can hire like. Exactly. I mean, we played so many big labeled venues in our time. It's, I mean, we've even played um, record company um, venues with. I, I got the. I got. I got to be on stage with Rob Zombie, Slayer. Everything wow. from the um, the NIB records uh, and the Rhino records. I got to meet everybody that I ever fell in love with musically as a as a, uh, a music hero. I got to play with them and touch them and talk That's to them awesome. and blah blah blah. And uh, you know that was way back when. And nowadays it's just like oh, Saber could ever once. I don't know. I'm just throwing a number out in the air. Cyber Cadaver wants two grand to play. Uh, we could we could uh, have uh, Sabbath, country Sabbath, play for us for like <laughs> two hundred bucks. Yeah, I hear you. Now, the one thing I wanted to ask you guys is one thing that I noticed with the tribute bands, and I, I really feel that it might be the next step in the evolution as far as the good ones are concerned, is a lot more theaters are opening their doors to things like this. And with, with the fan base getting older and with people wanting to get out and feel the entire experience without paying, or even some of these bands that are no longer around like Sabbath, have you guys gotten into some of these theaters and you've done any of those type of shows? Uh, to tell you the truth, I would love to have a, uh, a printout of what you're talking about. Because a lot more, if, Kevin, if you agree, uh, there's a lot of places where Kevin's located and lives that just closed down because of the venues, yeah, there's enough support. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, that's blah, blah, now. blah. So you're talking about, I mean, rock and roll, um, sad to say, is kind of dying. Everybody in the new millennium, the snowflakes and, and stuff like that, they're starting to get into the ghetto music, you know, the 50 Cent shit and stuff like that. 
nobody really wants to hear. And and they tell me, ah, oh, you're old. <laughs> I'm old. I can still fuck you up, motherfucker. You know. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. but that, that's the thing. Uh, the the people that used to go out will still go out, but it's a it's a dying breed. So it's sad to say, but sad but true. Um, and a lot of clubs that we used to play religiously are no longer in existence. Whether it be Jewish Lightning, blah blah blah, you know, change the venue. There was uh, Kevin. Right, you know, you had G Willikers, oh, yeah. you had you had the cell block, you had oh, uh, yeah. a shit ton Even of uh, southern venues, and a lot of uh, northern venues that just aren't around anymore because it just don't pay. Yeah, he, they, he hit the nail right on the head. It's absolutely true, and it is sad, but that that that's the case these days. So I mean, uh, one thing yeah. I will say. And Kevin, I think uh, I'm not sure if you heard this or not yet, and this kind of makes me a little bit excited. Is Hit Parade just announced a new uh, kind of American Idol type thing, where it's going to be um, no, it's called No Cover, where it's no no cover bands, no it's a young up and coming bands that are going to be judged on like a judge show, but like Lizzie Hale's a judge, Alice Cooper's a judge. I'm hoping maybe things like this start bringing some rock and roll back. Yeah, I, I did see that. I can't remember who they said the third judge was. Once I saw Alice Cooper, I was like, you know, creaming in my jeans. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like it might be a good show. I hope it's true. I hope it's just not an Internet thing that they're throwing out there uh, for just, you know, you know how they, they they like to spread rumors on the Internet that, that never turn turn out to be like true, yeah. but it would be awesome. Hell yeah. Now, we've talked a lot about uh, both Ozzy, Alice Cooper, Sabbath. Um, I want to get a little bit into what you guys are doing as far as the holidays, how you guys are holding up, and what plans you have for tomorrow. <laughs> well, Kev, you go first. Well, um, I do have a show tomorrow night, actually. So, uh, we are going to be playing at halftime in Newark, Delaware. Uh, it is an awesome venue. It's like a throwback to the old days with a nice big stage, a nice big room, uh, great sound system, lights. Uh, Delaware is open for business, uh, so uh, it is inside. They are social distancing and restricting entry to uh, 60% capacity. So uh, we get 131 people in the venue, and we'll be happy. So, um, yeah, tomorrow night should be a good time, and we're looking forward to our first show since, uh, since this whole thing started. Yeah, we're really excited about it. And I'm telling you guys, anybody listening in, uh, Rock and Roll Union has done events at halftime. The owner is fantastic. He's a musician that actually gives a shit about the bands, about the stage, about the whole lights and production of everything. So if you guys are not doing anything tomorrow night, if you're looking to get out and let your hair down, get out there, man. Kevin, I'm really excited for you for that show. 
Yeah, as far as clubs go, it's one of the best clubs around. It's just like Joe was talking about back in the day. Yeah, that one still exists. And you're right, uh, CC. The owner does care, and he puts a lot into that club. So we're we're real excited about it. Yeah, 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 that guy does really. He class act, man, all the way. And uh, Joe, any any plan? I mean. I opted, me personally, I opted out of taking my, I have a one-and-a-half-year-old. It was supposed to be his first trick-or-treating. I opted out of doing that just because of the whole situation. But, Joe, you have any plans for tomorrow night? No, actually, sad to say, to tell you the truth, um, Sabra hasn't played all this year because of COVID, uh, because of... um, uh, because of the COVID, mostly, and because of, uh, it's so saturated the scene now with Black Sabbath tributes, and uh, Kevin can agree, and he already uh, <coughs> condoned that. Yep. You know, Saber Cadaver, being as we were first, and blah blah blah. You know, you know, we command a high dollar. And uh, clubs nowadays, clubs nowadays are hurting, so they're looking for the cheapest way out to entertain their um, their fans and their 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 um, people that come to the clubs. So if they can get a Black Sabbath tribute band, or, <laughs> uh, excuse me, a Black Sabbath cover band uh, for. Two, three, four hundred dollars versus two grand. They're gonna to go to four, and everybody's happy, except for the fans have been following us for the past twenty some years. Like, oh, yo, Joe, uh, you know, we're Saber, and like, I don't know, the rest of the guys, uh, the rest of the guys don't want to do it. So, so I mean, that. that I feel you 100%. You know, I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s. My parents were booking agents. And I remember, you, I think, Joe, you were the one that was talking to early. Any tricky dance out. And I remember there being like a Rolling Stones tribute. And that, that might have been it. Like Rolling Stones and an Elvis tribute. And the, the, the fact that you guys did what you did is mind-blowing. Have you guys ever had a chance to encounter any of the any of the artists of which you covered? Did you ever have a chance to meet that person? Uh, always. We, uh, Like I said before, if it was missed, um, I'm glad I I joined Sabra I'm I'm glad I was uh, the original singer from Sabra. Um, original? There's more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty there's plenty of sabergadabers out there now in different countries, uh, West Coast. There's sabergadaber tributes, uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> but um, like I said, we we started in '92, and uh, I've met everybody I ever wanted to meet. In my lifetime, I met them. Uh, I'm more of the um, um, more extreme metalist 
Uh, I get into uh, a lot of uh, speed metal, death metal stuff. And I've met members from Megadeth, Metallica, Exodus, Slayer, um, you know, Pete Steele before he died was a, a good friend of mine. He would always invite me out and hang out with him from uh, Carnivore and Typo Negative. And it's just been a good ride. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of corporate pencil pushers would say, ah, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be a musician. I'm glad to have met Kevin, which is an awesome guy. You know, I, oh my him God, and his, dude, uh, we have some fun or what? <laughs> we always have fun. We always, we always like, like Kevin, you're going to throw up first? No, you're going to throw up first, Joe. No, I'm not going to throw up first. No, you're going to throw up first, Joe. No, I'm not going to throw up first, Kevin. Well, I'm going to tell you what, after this show, after this show, there's got to be a time where I hang out with you two guys, man. I mean, it would just be a blast to just hear the well, you stories come down to that South you guys have Where all the best musicians are. South Jersey and um, uh, Philly, actually. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I remember when Delaware Avenue was Delaware Avenue and there were actual bars and clubs up and down the street. And <laughs> I, I mean, that that was a hell of a time. But um, now, I don't know. I know, Kevin, you, you, you sent it to me, like, as soon as I asked you for it. Like, you must have had it save somewhere um your favorite top 10 horror halloween soundtrack songs uh no actually i came up with that off the top of my head so <laughs> I, I was when, when you hit yeah, me with the question pressure. i was under like not, not doing anything so i just sat there i'm like okay there's this there's this there's this there's this there's this so now do you still have that saved uh do i have what saved that, that list that you sent me. Uh, yeah, it's actually on my phone, but if I have to, to look at my phone, uh, then I'm not going to be able to talk to you. Hold on. I, I think I have a solution. Hold on. Uh, Joe, do you have a copy? What's that, brother? Do you have a list of uh, your favorite kind of Halloween-type songs? I do. I do. If you're going to play them off the internet, that's fine. I'll I'll rant them off to you if you want to write them down. Uh, well, we're just going to talk about them and see what's on our lists, and uh, I'll oh, let okay. you two guys do it first, and then I'm going to tell you what's on my list, and we'll kind of compare notes a little bit. All right. Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like a swap spit festival. Hell yeah. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, Joe, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I got my list punched up, so I'm ready. Yeah, Joe, you're up first, bro. Who's up first? Yeah, you can go ahead first, Joe. Who's on first? What's on second? Exactly. I don't know who's on third. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Joe. All right, my list. Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, of course. Uh, King Diamond, Halloween. Good shit. Uh, Slayer, Dead Skin Mask. I I try to, uh, like I said before, I'm a a big fan of uh, thrash metal and death metal, so I try to keep it to a list that everybody can enjoy rather being more extreme. 
So uh, King Diamond, Halloween, uh, Slayer, Deadskin Mask, yeah. um, Exodus, Deliver Us from Evil, Nuclear Assault, Stranded in Hell, ACDC, Highway to Hell. Oh, yeah, bro. Uh, Ozzy, you already played Mr. Crowley tonight, so we'll do um, uh, Diary of Mad Men. Okay. Uh, Megadeth, Megadeth, Loved You to Death. Uh, Sereth Ungal, one of my top favorite um, bands of all time. These these guys are the the shit, and I love these guys, and they're very unsung and unappreciated. But these guys rip a new asshole to everybody who listens to them. Uh, so uh, so Sereth Ungal. Black Machine, and one of my other ones is Creator, Pleasure to Kill. Nice. Hell yeah. Creator, man, that's a band <laughs> I haven't heard in like a while. Holy fuck. That guy from Sauragadabra is a fucking black metalist. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, go ahead with yours, bro. All right, so uh, Joe's got two of them that are on my list. Uh, I gotta agree with uh, Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Just, just based on those three chords and that one note at the end, it just sounds so oh. freaking evil. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's got sends, sends that's a shiver down my spine. It makes my dick hard. <laughs> it's just that one note that does it. Uh, also, Mister Crowley. Bow. It's the brown note. Uh, uh, Ozzy with Mr. Crowley, of course. Uh, I also have uh, Rob Zombie's Dragula. Stop, man. Yeah. My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. Hell yeah. Another Ozzy song, Bark at the Moon. Ah. Uh, Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. Ah. Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue. Oh, stop. Uh, <laughs> another uh, zombie tune, uh, Living Dead Girl. Yes, sir. Uh, and Doc in uh, Dream Warriors. Oh, and last man. but definitely not least, uh, Welcome to My Nightmare by Ellis Cooper. Oh, yes. Yeah, bro. Now, I feel like I got a couple of the same ones on my list. Um, but I feel like I got more of an old school list as well. I mean, compared to what you guys got down, I got uh, Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. Don't, don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> Living Dead Girl again uh, with Kevin by Rob Zombie. Yay! I'm a big Stevie Wonder fan, so I had to go with Superstition. <laughs> Sympathy for the Devil by The Stones. Okay. <laughs> Highway to Hell by ACDC. Bad Moon, Bad Moon on the Rise by CCR. Mister <laughs> uh, Crowley's on there. Uh, dude, I, this is going to give me shit. I know, but Thriller by Michael Jackson. Oh, and you uh, know what? I, just, I'll, I'll give I have you the a video for I have a limp dick right now. 
I'll give you the video for Halloween, but not 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 the music. Just the music is just not Halloweeny, I guess you could say. But okay, my number one, my number one is Welcome to My Nightmare by Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin, I've always loved you. CT, you're on my shit list. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bro. I, I, I mean. I grew up in the 80s. Uh, I graduated high school in 93, so I'm probably a little bit behind you guys. But, I mean, not much. I mean, I'm just a shade behind you guys. So, I mean, I remember. Well, you know, hey, that, 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 guess who was the, that, the uh, guest guitar player on that song? Fucking Eddie Van Halen. That's right, brother. Now, the thing I got to say is, uh, hold on for one second, guys. We have a caller on the line. Let's see who's calling. Thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union podcast. Who do we have? Hi, my name is Newt. I'm sorry, say that again? Newt. Newt. Hi, how are you? He turned me into Hi, I'm well, how are you? <laughs> Good. Thanks for calling. No problem. I have a uh, question for Ozzy Joe. Um, Ozzy Joe, go ahead. (laughs) What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Depends. Is it African or American? (laughs) (laughs) That's my only question. That was a great answer. Thank you. Thanks for calling. For you to question (laughs) me on these answers three. That's hilarious. Now, um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about was, you know, you, we all kind of grew up in. Back up. What was that? I have no clue, man. Did Monty Python stand up? Of course. Of the, <laughs> answer these <laughs> questions free, and the other side you shall see. <laughs> but, uh,. I wanted to ask you guys, as far as horror villains, I mean, I'm a big Mar- uh, Universal Monsters. I go that far back up into, um, right now I'm big on Asian horror. What do you guys like as far as the horror realm is concerned? Um, classics. I, I like the classics. Uh, the new shit is just pathetic. Just like TV shows... Everything, everything nowadays is pathetic. It, it, it just doesn't thrill me like the old seventies, eighties stuff. It, it really doesn't. And everybody's now, like, Joe. oh, let's go Insidious or uh, uh, The Ring or blah blah blah. I'm like, that's stupid. It, it just doesn't scare the fucking piss out of me like The Omen did. Or uh, hell yeah, bro. You know, I, I mean, Jesus Christ. The shit from the seventies, whether it be uh, I was younger and didn't and anticipate or just recognize the the outcome of the story or not, if the shit from the seventies and eighties really made an impact on me, scared the fuck out of me. Everything is comical now. It's like Jerry Springer yeah. shit. 
Now, uh, one thing I got to say, Joe, if you have not gotten a chance to check it out yet, it's one of the only newer things that I'm high on. I don't know if you've ever gotten a chance to check out Black Mirror on uh, Netflix. No. I'm a. I did see uh, Trick or Treat. That's a good one. one. Not the Aussie one with, you know, the guy choking him through the fucking video and stuff. But trick or treat is a little pumpkin kid. Yeah, dude. The story, I I, I really lo- I enjoyed that movie. Now, I think a, that was like 2009. I love my serial kind of stuff, my uh, my shorts, and uh, Black Mirror, which is on Netflix, is in the same realm as like Tales from the Dark Side or Tales from the Crypt or something like that. And it's those short little standalone stories. That that's my favorite kind of horror. And yeah, kind of like cat's eye kind of thing, right? CJ. Um, there, there's some horror, but there's a little bit of sci-fi involved. Uh, if you like Twilight Zone type stuff, back from the '80s. Oh hell yeah, dude! I'm a big Stephen King fan, so yeah, Cat's Eye was great. Um, yeah. If if you like Twilight Zone or Cat's Eye type of stuff, Black Mirror is definitely worth checking out. Okay, then. I'll put it on my to-do list. So, Kevin, what are you into as far as the as far as horror is concerned? Well, I'll agree with Joe. Like, the, uh, the early stuff is really good. There is a few bright spots these days. Um, and, again, I have I got to keep going to the well. But uh, I got to say, uh, my boy Rob Zombie. Uh, Hell yeah, House bro. A Thousand Horses. Yep. That's, just, that's just the shit. And you know why? It's because it goes back to those 70s and 80s type of movies. And I will probably get crucified for this, but I actually liked his remake of Halloween, I thought it was really Absolutely. well done. It's just like, I I thought it was great. Um, now, the only other thing I could think of is uh, the um, the, I'm sorry, what was that? Crucified. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also liked uh, it, uh, not yes. the stupid miniseries, but the the movie. Uh, the first one was awesome. The second one, not so much, but the first one was definitely worth seeing. Yeah, yeah, Tim Klein shit. Now, I got to say, as far as the miniseries, the one back in the 90s with Tim Curry, now, my wife and I, like, we're big Rocky Horror fans, and Tim Curry was great in that as well. There was a little bit of difference between the 90s version and the new version. Kevin, I agree with you 100%. The first part was a hell of a lot better than the second part. But, um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's... There are some bright spots out there, and I don't know if you guys have watched any of the Asian horror. Asian horror right now seems to be, I'm more on the storytelling kind of, you don't need a whole lot of blood and gore for me. I'm more on the storytelling aspect, and Asian horror seems to have more of that right now. I'm also a big fan of the Eli Ross movies, like uh, the Hostel movies. Yeah, probably because oh, very it's good, like Kevin. realistic and it, it actually could happen. So it's kind of freaky. Um, so yeah, I, I was really into to um, Hostel. I just thought it was awesome. It's probably no, very I'm good. Never, I, great. I went to the theater to see Hostel, and I'll never forget it. Um, 
when the credits rolled, people just sat there. Like, I never saw anything like it. They didn't get their jackets and start, like, people just sat there. And then, like, one chick was, like, throwing up in her popcorn. <laughs> it was just crazy to me. Yeah, so I tried to get the wife to watch the every Halloween. Uh, uh, any, the the old shit is the best, the hands down. I mean, that when you see that and you're in that age group, it reflects on your psyche. Um, oh, yeah. So like Halloween, uh, you know, uh, the Freddy Krueger shit, the Jason Myers, the the Exorcist. I mean, the Exorcist fucked me up. Oh my god, the Exorcist, oh, yeah, bro. Now, Exorcist was probably like the scariest movie I was ever. Like, I, I was yeah. like, holy fuck, uh, blah blah blah. The the newer horror stories. Uh, I have to agree with Kevin. Blah blah blah. Um, Rob Zombie does a fair um, tribute to horror, but it just ain't there. To me, it's all that shit from the 70s and 80s. Holy shit. Uh, Maybe just because I was too young not to understand it, too young to be afraid of the paranormal, (laughs) you know, but that shit scarred me for life. And I was like, I like that. And I'm I'm afraid of it, but that's what I want to reflect on music. And then it becomes a music issue, you know. I yeah. got into the bands like Slayer, Megadeth, blah blah blah, and I was like, well, "This is why I want to be." Now, uh, real quick, I, I <laughs> I'm almost afraid to answer this call because we have another call on the line after the last call we got. But uh, thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. Who do we have? Cammy. Hey, Cammy, How are you? Good. I've been friends with Joe Donnelly for a long time, and I wanted to say hello, and he's doing a great job on the show. I also wanted to tell you what an evil prick he is and how much he loves Halloween, and he hasn't mentioned this yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a speech flawless, Cammy. <laughs> So anyway, when you go, he invites you to his man cave, and it's just a stairway that goes up there. But he doesn't mention that he has a life-size statue of Predator there to greet you. That's awesome, Joe. (laughs) That is great. I love my, I love my female. I love my community. Pull. All right, you do. You guys sound great. Thanks for the show. Good. Love you, Tammy. Love you. Love you. Bye. Have a great night. So, uh, yeah, man, it's just going back on the horror. I mean, Asian horror. I I know, Joe, you're having a hard time with it. But, I mean, as far as storytelling, that they redid a lot of Asian horror as far as the eye and the ring. And, I mean, things like that are concerned. The originals are really, really cool. Um, what are you talking about, stuff? Are you talking about King Diamond? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the Asian horror, man. Asian. Uh, I, 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 please don't. I I have no idea what the Asian horror is. Would you said the uh, eye? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little lost it, there too. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen any of that. So Kevin, uh, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I mean 
Uh, I, I did see the <laughs> ring, and I think there was. I think that was about it. But I didn't see the original, so I, I got no clue. So now I got to tell you guys honestly, I'm an old school horror fan. I now growing up in the '80s, Alice Cooper was like Alice Cooper and uh, Freddy Krueger were my idols. Now with being an old school horror fan, the Asian horror, if you can get past subtitles, a lot of the I, Asian horror has more storytelling behind it. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Anything coming nope. out of the Asian, unless it's Japanese, is junk. I'm having to fucking people make me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I, I can't. I can't read movies, man. I, I need to watch them. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, right, Jeff? Right. 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 You bloody well right. You bloody well right to say. Right. Oh, right. Guys, I don't mean to put you on the spot right now, but I got to put you guys on hold because we got to take a quick commercial break. I, uh, let me answer this last call before we take a quick commercial. Thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union podcast. Who do we have with us? Yes. And I'm here to stay. Hello? Hey, this is Richard. Richard. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I work with... Yeah, how's it going? Good, man. I I work with Joe. Just wanted to let you know that he's he's an awesome guy, and uh, nobody does what Joe does but Joe. Hell yeah, man. And uh, not to promote anything, but uh, I have a big party called Rat Fest next year. You want to hang out and see the band? They headline my party every year. You can bring who oh, you yeah, want. Bro. What's the date of that party? Uh, I, oh yeah, What's, yeah. You 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 come and you'll see Joe all in his glory. I have like seven bands, and uh, it's an all day and night event, and. Uh, uh, it benefits our wounded warriors, and uh, that's why oh, yeah. uh, we never take our freedom for granted, my man. Now, what's the date of that party? Can you tell us? Uh, it'll, it'll, I haven't said it yet, yet, but it'll probably be in uh, September when it's not too hot. Uh, I have people coming from three, four states. I have camping, roast pig. Oh, yeah. uh, it's called Rat Fest, and uh, it's a, it's quite the gig, man. Now, brother, where uh, 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 I I work with Joe. I work with Joe during the day, and uh, since Joe drinks at shows, uh, I'm Joe's uh, chauffeur. Uh, the band uh, <laughs> pays me to uh, get Joe uh, to the to the gig and home, and uh, he could tell you some of the adventures we've had at three in the morning, bro. That's <laughs> all. Now, brother, if I can ask you one favor, uh, if you can post anything about that event on the Rock and Roll Union page, I can oh, tell you. Oh, I will. You- I will post it, CT. I will. Uh, I'll be making definite plans after the holidays or whatever because it takes me six months to pull off because I oh, throw yeah. a clean party. And uh, But uh, like I said, I have seven bands. I have people camping outside, uh, professional sound, uh, roast pig, uh, oh, all yeah, you can bro. eat and drink. Uh, and uh, it benefits our wounded warriors, so uh, it uh, it has a special meaning in uh, all of our hearts. So let me ask one favor. I'm going to ask you guys one favor while I have you on the line. If I make it out to this event in September, can I introduce Sabra Cadabra? Oh, absolutely. Yes. 
Oh, you got me there, bro. You can, man. And and every and everything gets videotaped. We'll have a CD made uh, of all the uh, bands up on stage, and it's quite the day and night. Uh, The place uh, that I have it is called Hillside uh, Athletic Association, and it's in Trevos, Oakford, Pennsylvania. Uh, I feel like I'm on the evil dead already. (laughs) What's up, my man? What's up, Justin? I'll let you guys get back to the show, CT, but I will post it. And Joe has uh, my my cell. Uh, We can always get a hold of each other, and uh, you can bring who you want, and it's quite the day. Sounds great, brother. I plan on being All right, you guys, have have a great night, and uh, God bless, and uh, uh, I'll see you at work on Monday. I mean, tomorrow, Joe. Fuck off the phone. Happy Halloween, brother. (laughs) All right, that was... Yeah, you have. You seem to have a way with your friends, man. Oh my Jesus Christ! I'm a uh, two for one. Two females call in, one dickhead. <laughs> so, like I said before, he called in. I got to take a quick commercial break, guys. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna play a quick song. This is in honor of my brother Kevin. Here is Steven. Nice.
until you die. But if that's the way that God has planned you, well, I'll put pennies on your eyes. Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer, The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation.
Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. I'm here with Kevin Mercer and Joseph Donnelly. Yep. Want to really thank you guys for listening in tonight. But uh, yeah, we're getting back a little bit on the hard kick. We've been talking uh, everything from Alice Cooper to Black Sabbath to horror movies and everything in between. And uh, so. You know, guys, the next thing I'm going to bring up, I had this uh, topic written down before uh, before the show started. Who would you say, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask Kevin first, and then Joe will go on to you. Who would you say is the best horror villain of all time? Oh, damn. That's a tough one. Best horror villain? It's got to be Michael Myers, I would think. Michael Myers. I, Either that or Freddy Krueger. I mean, they're 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 like oh. iconic. Hell yeah, dude! I grew up a Freddy Krueger fan through and through, and I remember having a stand-up cutout in my room of Freddy Krueger back in the '80s. And uh, yeah, I, I was a big fan. Joe, what do you think? Uh, um, I have to agree with Kevin. Uh, the Freddy Krueger. If you look, if you look back on it. Jason Voorhees, um, you know, he's a retarded kid, drowned in fucking, like, (laughs) blah, 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 keeps coming back. That's a good horror story. Uh, After about 25 episodes of Jason, (laughs) Jason, uh, it it, it gets fucking stupid. Uh, Michael Myers is insane. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's, that's the same with perfect. all of them Freddy, Michael Myers yeah, um, Jason uh, They all the get Freddy, watered down after the like The, Freddy, the fourth the installment and, uh, um, After they killed Freddy He lives in your dreams So it's not uh, Metaphorically He's in your dreams So I think That horror story Surpasses all the uh, Michael Myers at 
and the uh, Jason Voorhees stories. Uh, Fred Krueger was a, a great character, uh, a great character to uh, to involve because only because he lives in your dreams. Now, there's two things I got to say. Is one, I'm surprised Kevin didn't bring up. Jason, just because of the whole Alice Cooper tie-in with uh, Man Behind the Mask, but yeah, uh, it slipped my mind. But I mean, he's he's in the top three. I would put him in the top three for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. as far as as far as Freddy Krueger, the worst. Uh, I'm sorry, as far as a ho- hardcore horror fan is concerned, the worst remake ever done was the new Nightmare. Oh my movie. god, awful, <laughs> awful. I don't know where they got that dude from, but he doesn't look anything like Freddy. And it was just like, well, why don't Michael I go back England. and watch the Michael original? England. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was like watching it. It was like almost the same exact movie, only with a different guy. And it's like, how can you, how can you have Freddy Krueger without Robert yeah. Allen? You can't. It's, uh, it's uh, like, forget it. Now the, the the one thing between Jason and uh, Michael Myers is they had the masks, so anybody could slide in behind that mask as long as their body movements were kind of the same. We were all right, but Freddie had his face exposed. So yeah, I mean Robert England kind of made that him. Plus, Freddie had personality, so he had uh, like personality to the horror genre. The the other guys didn't even talk. So there was no personality there. Yeah, correct. I mean, That's right. Correct. Still scary, but even though uh, uh, Michael Myers and Jason were almost a decade before Freddy, um, I still say Freddy takes the cake. I mean, the the one thing I can say, and I don't know how deep into the lore you got you guys go, is Kane Hodder as Jason. I'm a big Kane Hodder fan, and I think he is—he was the guy that they designed uh, the video game after. He was the guy that they that did uh, four, five, and six. He was the best Jason that they had. He had the body. He was a stunt double. He was—he had a lot going for him. But I mean, Robert England was the man. Oh uh, yeah, I I believe that. And I I followed Robert England with uh, the uh, TV show uh, V. Yes, yes, right. He was the alien that uh, coincided with the humans, and um, it was like parsec. Hell yeah! Now (laughs) this is this is going to be my last question to you guys because we're just about running out of time. I want to ask you guys, right. who, who is your favorite, or what is your favorite horror movie of all time? Oh, my God. Why don't you just ask, like, what your favorite <laughs> child is, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Jesus. I don't There's have a movie. favorite. There, there's, it's too hard to, 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 to pick a favorite, but probably the most scariest for me would have been The Exorcist. Hell yeah, like, bro. Like, hands I down. Agree with you. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with Kevin. Um, I don't really have a horror classic favorite, but the movie that scared me the most was The Exorcist. 
Absolutely. Now uh, I want to go and watch it. <laughs> it looks like, <laughs> believe it or not, we have one more caller on the line. <laughs> Thanks for calling the Rock it's and Roll Union Podcast. Who do we have? Yeah, this is Crash. Hey, Crash. How you doing, man? Not too bad. I got a question for Fozzie. <laughs> Go ahead. How many shots of screwball does it take to finally drop a hammer on a Harley Davidson trike? Uh, I've done many screwball, and I haven't fell yet. Fuck, Dave. <laughs> Have a good one, buddy. All right, man. <laughs> John, I gotta say, man, it's been a blast, Kevin. <laughs> why, why, why does four fucking callers call me and ask me fucking stupid <laughs> shit? Because everybody loves Joe. That's why. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna tell you, Kevin. I'm gonna have to put Joe as like my new co-host. <laughs> oh, I love Joe. Joe's the man, man. No, oh, man. stop it, Kevin. I don't want to be the man. I just want to fucking smoke pot, drink. So I'm fucking disgusted with myself and fall down and have my fucking kids find me in a bush. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I might I might be right there with you as soon as I as soon as this is off, I'm headed inside. Well, I have a bottle that. for you, brother. I haven't seen him all right, Once I put my son to bed, I'm gonna join you guys. So all right. Well, I'll, I'll be right there. I gotcha. <laughs> So, guys, thank you so much. And like I said, uh, if anyone out there is listening, I mean, please make sure you get out to uh, make sure you get out to halftime tomorrow night. Check out Zillion Dollar Babies. Halftime is the place right now. They they are one of the best rock clubs around. Really excited. What time does the show kick off, Kevin? Uh, there's an opening band. Uh, they, they put a, uh, Tom Petty band on before us. I think they start at like eight thirty or nine. Uh, the zillion dollar baby show starts at ten thirty sharp. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, as far as you guys are concerned, how can everybody keep up to date with everything zillion dollar babies? And, uh, as far as Sabra Cadaver, uh, Kevin, we'll start with you. How do people keep up to date with zillion dollar babies? Well, there's uh, zillion-dollar-babies.com. Uh, there's also the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash zillion-dollar-babies. And as a matter of fact, more, more, more people go to the Facebook page than they do on our own website. So, yeah, the Facebook page is probably your best bet for all oh, things yeah, and I'll one of the very first things that uh, Rock and Roll Union ever had, this is going back almost three years now, is uh, our very first night out was to go see Zillion Dollar Babies just because I'm a big Alice Cooper fan. So if you guys are out there, you love Alice Cooper as much as I do, make sure you check out Kevin. If not tomorrow, make sure you get out to any Zillion Dollar Baby gig that you can get to. Joe, how does everybody keep up to date with Sabra Cadabra? Uh, they can find uh, Sabracadabra dates at sabracadabra.net. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for being with us tonight, man. Happy Halloween to both you guys. I hope, Kevin, I hope your gig's good tomorrow night. Joe, I hope it's great, whatever that you guys got planned for tomorrow night. So, uh, once again, thank you so much. No All right, problem. see you soon, man. Team, team, we we'll love you. Soon, Kevin, Joe. I love you. I love you, Joe. Kevin, I love you, Joe.
Have a great day, guys. Happy Halloween. Later, guys. So, guys, that was our Halloween special, man. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Usually, at the end of the Rock and Roll Union podcast, we go out with, do you remember rock and roll? Please remember rock and roll until next time. We have a hell of a show set up for you guys next week. Uh, really, really excited for it. We got Tilt, the band Tilted, the band Burned Down Hollywood, and my special guest next week, my special co-host, is Mark Knight from Bang Tango, man. He's going to be joining us tonight, uh, next week. Mark Knight will be joining us next week on the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. We're back on Saturday nights next week, and we'll be talking to, like I said, the band Tilted, the band Burned Down Hollywood, and we're going to be talking everything uh, as far as rock and roll, as far as everything is uh, with Bang Tango is concerned, and everything in between. So remember, if you miss any of the Rock and Roll Union episodes, you can check us out on vocnation.com, or you can also check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your best podcast. So guys, thank you so much. Have a happy Halloween. Make sure you're safe. Practice your social distancing. And uh, we're going to go out tonight with Lady Diesel's Monster. Have a great weekend, guys.
monster. 